And happy 2016 to all of you who firmly believe that there is more to life and you are determined to find your own journey. Happy New Year. We have a few housekeeping things. Then we're going to talk about energy a little bit, the new year, and a very special announcement of a trip that those of you who are interested, we are going to do together. So let's fasten our seatbelts. You've noticed some videos from Aspen and soon to be from Sedona. That was uh, that was part of a coaching project that I did with Fred Dodson back in December. And all I can say is after recording all these books with Fred, O-M-G. So the last book, you know, was Intuition Training. And when I did the call with Fred, that's podcast number 82, um, I had an intuitive prompt to just ask him about uh, coaching. So I did, and we struck up an arrangement, and we did some coaching together in December. And one of the things that he completely encouraged me to do was to get busy with videos. So why not a better place than right here? So I've had uh, some of you enjoy them, and some of you have said that you prefer the audio. I don't know if it's wise to mix audio and video. And it, it took a while to figure out how to host the videos and get them onto the to uh, iTunes. But I got all that technical stuff figured out. So for me, pardon me, but that was a little bit of me just figuring out a technical path to be able to do this in the future. The other podcast that I'm doing with Sarah Potter, the stock podcast called She Can Trade, is uh, segregated. So the audio only goes to, uh, to iTunes and the video goes only to YouTube. And maybe that's a better way to do it. I don't know. If you have an opinion on that, I would love to hear from you because I'm kind of, uh, this is a new trail and I would like to know what works best for you. I've had some say that they prefer the audio because you can listen to it while you're driving and do other things. I think you can listen to the, I mean, you can engage the audio only and just set the phone down and um, go about your business on the video. But I I get it from the standpoint of a fixed medium. Um, Michael Hyatt is a guy that I've followed as far as, you know, launching platforms. He was the former CEO at Thomas Nelson and has done a phenomenal job with his own website and he started incorporating video. He did a couple of years of audio podcasts, and then he switched completely and records them all now for video. So I don't know what the right uh, path is here, but have you enjoyed seeing the videos? And would you prefer that iTunes stay audio only or video and audio? So I would pitch that question out, Thomas at subconsciousmindmastery.com or the comment box from the website as well to respond to those. I would appreciate it. But that has been a really interesting deal, and it's gotten me back into video, and I've kind of got this thing down now and been looking at other ways that I could expand it out. So to one extent, thank you for letting me practice on this website. (laughs) So I have a couple more videos from Aspen, and I have a couple from Sedona, and that brings me to another point. Let's talk about energy for a minute. You know, there were several key foundational pivot points as I looked at that transition from my fixed, rigid, fundamentalist perspective to realizing that the world is infinite, we are created beings, we are created to create, and that we can indeed create our reality. One of those pivot points was had to be landmark education. When Dr. Scott Conard said, here, I want you to go to this, it's going to completely change your life. What it did for me, what landmark education did for me was give me 
really, I mean, this is something else to say at my age when I did this, but it gave me the ability to see that there were different perspectives in the world. That was how rigid my background and my upbringing was, or at least to say that it was my perspective of my background and my upbringing. What I took away from it, how I just adopted it was in this very rigid box. So what Landmark did was opened up that there were unlimited possibilities and we create. Another thing that was pivotal was when I spent that year in the RV and one of the things that I came across was, you've heard me talk about it, the program called The Science of Getting Rich. So here was Bob Proctor, Jack Canfield, Michael Beckwith, fresh off of the movie The Secret. And they were talking about this financial perspective, but it really opened me up to this whole conversation. So that was pivot point number two. I wish you could still get your hands on that. I don't think you can, but it was just a brilliant piece of work at the time, at least for me. And this is the point is when you're ready, these kinds of things, what you need at that moment will come to you. And of course, the third thing would be Fred Dodson, not only just picking his books up and reading them, but then intuitively being prompted to ask if I could narrate them and him saying yes. And five books later and a coaching session, there's no doubt that my time with Fred Dodson has been pivotal. And as we continue to kind of build this pyramid up to a pinnacle, the work that made the most difference as far as just completely shifting my perspective had to be levels of energy. Because I never associated life being comprised or composed or threaded on energy. I mean, we've, you know, it's been in literature for years, really, and Einstein popularized it for our generation, but it just never, you know, it wasn't taught, didn't soak in. But that project brought to my consciousness the fact that everything we encounter, everything we do, every foundation that we build on, everything has its backbone in energy. And that energy extrudes and emanates from everything that we contact. Think about the difference between, or the contrast really, between a toxic work environment and a super encouraging, motivating, supportive work environment. Completely different energy, right? Think about being around a toxic or depressed person versus a really encouraged, positive, upbeat person. Different energy. Think about going to an event that actually brings you down versus an event that uplifts you. And when you walk out of there, you feel like you're walking on cloud nine, perhaps even a movie. Those were created in different energies. And you and I can live on a different energetic plane. And as a result, we will magnetize to our lives the things that are correlated to that plane of energy that we're on. You know, in hindsight, retrospect, when I understood that, then I understood why so many things were dysfunctional in my former years and how it affected my kids, family, friends, etc. And do you ever get to the point where a series of things seems to happen that are either good or not good, positive or negative? And it was like, for me, it was like one thing after another, after another. Well, that's because of living in that energetic bandwidth, if you will. So when you're there and everything around you is there in a particular uh, tight range of energy, then you're going to attract the things that magnetize to that level of energy. 
once I understood that, it really became transformational because then I was able to raise my level of energy and start attracting the things from that bandwidth of energy. And not only that, but learned the skill of raising energy from one level to another and setting your sights on higher and higher and higher. And as a result, now consistently things come into my life that are parallel to that level of energy. And more than anything, you guys have really seen the outcropping of that because you, those of you who have followed this podcast series over the last two and a half years have seen the shift and the morph and the attitude changes and the job changes and the geography changes. So you've seen my life morph as I've raised my energy level or so as the energy level has changed, the natural events of my life have changed. And see, this is all parallel to the laws of the universe that was taught in the science of getting rich, that when we live our lives according to the spiritual laws of the universe, then we start to get the effects of living that kind of life. And you've heard me talk about this. That was what I was really searching for was something that I could lock on to that was consistent And I didn't realize that the package of all of this is really in the level of energy that you're living your life at any given time. What's your main predominant level of energy? Figure that one out, and then you can look around you, and you'll see what's coming in, what to expect to come in, and why it's coming in. So obviously, an unashamed pitch is, if you have not picked this up, (laughs) grab the audiobook. Go to Audible or iTunes. Levels of Energy by Fred Dodson. Give you an example of something that happened over the holidays. I ran to my little postal box up in Aspen where I'm getting my mail and I grabbed it before I left for the holidays and I threw it in a grocery bag in the back seat of the Jeep. <laughs> and and uh, in there, as I thumbled through it while I was on the road, here was a letter from the IRS. Now, in the past, I would have dreaded opening any letter from the IRS. I would have shuddered at opening any letter from the IRS. So terrified was I that I left the letter unopened until after the New Year's holiday. But as I looked at the letter or as I thought about the letter being in there, I just simply created that it was good news. And I just kind of went on. I just was like, this is going to be good news and maybe it's a refund. So I kept thinking that every time I thought about the letter, and I let it soak for a couple of weeks. Finally, it came time to open the letter. It was a refund. Actually, not a bad one. So thank you, universe. Well, really, thank you, Thomas, for living and elevating my energy to a place where that kind of thing naturally happens now. Not only is it a flow out, so a flow from me, but it's also a flow in. It's a flow from the universe into me based on the level of energy that I'm vibrating on. Now, let's juice this up a little bit and take it to a physical location because there are places, and we've talked about them on here, and I've podcasted from one of the highest, Mount Shasta, and we'll talk about that in just a moment, but there are places around the planet where the Earth's energy is more concentrated than other places. And once you tune into this and once you start, many of you are, many of you are living on this kind of plane and you can pull into a community, 
you can you can drive through a town or pull into a town and spend enough time there that you get a feel for it. I'm not talking about a gas stop, although it's possible, but you can pull in and just get a vibe for whether this feels good or this doesn't feel good. And by the way, see, that's going to be perceived through what level of energy you are on. So if we were both riding in a car and we pulled into a town, you might sense one thing and I might sense another and it's the same town. (laughs) But that would be filtered through the lens of what energy we are on at the time. But there are some undeniable places where the energy is stronger than others. For example, the Earth itself, our physical planet, has a chakra system, just like we do. It has eight highly concentrated energy points. And one of those, in fact, people say that the crown chakra of the Earth is Mount Shasta. If you think I've gone completely Looney Tunes here in 2016, go ahead and Google it up. Just Google Earth Chakra Shasta and you'll see what I'm talking about. Now, those chakra energies, as compared to a vortex energy, which we'll talk about in a second, the chakra energy is a directional flow toward that particular place. So, in other words, if you were at Mount Shasta, the energy flow would be coming from outside toward you, outside in, toward the earth, toward the mountain, toward the energy center. And I I told you, I'd not felt more powerful energy anywhere that I've been than Mount Shasta. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. Well, contrast that to energy vortexes. You've heard us talk about that too. Sedona obviously is the predominant one. That is a spiral type energy emanating up from and out from the earth. It's a different vibe. It's a different feeling and it's a different sensation. So there are predominant and the secondary vortexes around places around the earth as well. I've talked about Eureka Springs, Arkansas. That is a sub-vortex. I'm hopefully going to go to Rosarito Beach, Mexico, here in a little while. And there's a vortex in Rosarito Beach. And after I did a little bit of reading and saw those Karens up in the uh, river there in Aspen, I think that there's a sub-vortex in Aspen as well. So what happens when we encounter these energetic places around the Earth? Well, again, it depends on where your flow is. Because if you go into a high-energy area and you're in a 200 or 100 level energy, you're going to miss it. And I see that in Sedona all the time. When I've been there, there are tourists who go to Sedona to see the beauty and the wonder of Sedona, and they could be completely oblivious to the fact that they're standing on this amazing high-energy vortex, and if they would just quiet their mind and get a little bit centered and focused, that there would be some amazing things in store for them there. But you can see quite often the masses will miss most of, uh, of what's really there. But one thing that Sedona has done for me has always been a surprise. When you pull into town, you never know what Sedona is going to have in store. Last year, it was about resistance, and it basically met me at the door. This year, and I spent the week between Christmas and New Year's there as well, again this year, and it was about action, taking action, being in motion, wasting no time. So while last year came some inspirations, this year it was like, you're not going to get any more inspiration until you put feet to the ones that you already have. So no use in sitting up under a juniper tree thinking that uh, the sky is going to open up. It's like, get busy. So I spent a good part of the time while I was there working. 
working on putting something together for us because one of the clear inspirations last year was to work on putting energy tours or energy trips together. It was like I didn't have to look around at where the first one should be. I was there. And then since I've traveled to Mount Shasta a couple of times since, I think that's a great place, although it's not any kind of tourist area. It's an energy trip. Machu Picchu comes to mind. Who knows what's going to open up with this trip to Rosarito Beach? And I would take anybody who wanted to go to the Ozarks anytime. You know, one of Fred's coaching points is to really flock or gravitate to what you love to do. And this is something that I just, just lights me up, the thought of doing this. So I spent some time putting together a Sedona trip for those of us who are interested in going and exploring this energy firsthand together as a group, like-minded listeners of this podcast who want to go be in this environment for a few days together to really elevate our souls, elevate our levels of energy, and develop our subconscious. So I took a look at some of the factors and variables that we have to deal with, and I came up with a date range that I wanted to throw out. And I have this reserved at the uh, Best Western Hotel there in Sedona, which is a, an incredible venue. The dates are April 20th through the 24th. So look at your calendar first off and see if those dates would work for you. Now, I floated this out because I've had some of you remember when I started talking about this in the fall, and I emailed that list of people, and I've already gotten mixed results. So some can, some can, and of course, with any group of people, that's what you're dealing with is some people will be able to and some people won't. But take a look at that. I am flexible with the dates, but here's the deal. Sedona is busy really three times out of the year. They're busy in the fall around October, September, October, November, but mostly October. They're busy over Christmas to New Year's, and they're busy in the spring. And the busy months in the spring are April and May because by June in Sedona, it's starting to get hot. So everybody flocks there, and a lot of these hotels are booked year to year by the same people. So one of the things that I had to spend a lot of time on was checking out hotels that had availability. So not only did I want to find a place that was commensurate or compatible with the kind of energy that we wanted to put together, I didn't want to blow the price up because Sedona is an expensive town for for lodging. So I found this really nice compromise, and on this particular weekend, they did have availability. Now, the other thing that's really cool in Sedona is when it gets dark. (laughs) because then you can go out and watch the stars. So I had to choose full moon or new moon, and I chose full moon, and I'll tell you why. is because when I got there, I went on a night hike, and as I was parking and getting out to get on the trail, the moon was coming up over the plateau, and it was absolutely spectacular. And during the time of the full moon, which is right in the middle of this time together, We'll still have a couple of hours of dark. We'll have a little bit of dark before the moon comes up so we can go out and watch the stars, and then we can enjoy the moon coming up, which is just absolutely gorgeous. So really, about the first thing I did was set some intentions, and I did this while I was out on one of the vortex areas, and I pulled out my journal, and I I wrote down five intentions for the trip. So let me tell you what those are. First of all, to obviously explore the four major energy vortexes in Sedona. Look, I remember when I was, you know, what it was like for me when I pulled into town in 
December 23rd of 2014. I couldn't wait to get to those energy vortexes. So we'll cover the four major ones. That's the airport vortex, Bell Rock, Boynton, and Cathedral Rock. All right, got you covered on those. We're going to start, in fact, this the very first morning. We're going to do a morning meditation at Bell Rock, which is just, to, to me, it's my favorite place of energy there. Second, obviously, is to meditate. So I've built into the itinerary some times for us to go to these places and just chill and just relax and meditate and tune in to what's there. So everything that I just described, that we're going to experience. Third thing is to connect with spirit and hear plans, visions, and goals for the rest of 2016. And then we just got to be tourists and have a little bit of fun. So if you've never been to Sedona, we'll take some time, number four, to have fun shopping and exploring around town. And then, obviously, fifth that came up is that we will develop from this trip some very deep connections with friends who share common values and life goals. And for some of us, we'll establish lifelong friendships just from these few days together. So, April 20th through the 24th, that's a Wednesday through a Sunday. Wednesday is a travel day. And basically, a lot of this is just going to be pass-through costs. This is not kind of a package deal because people will be coming from everywhere. So we'll arrive on Wednesday and leave on Sunday. And in between, on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we are going to do some really cool stuff in and around Sedona. For example, on Thursday, I was going to take us to Bell Rock for a sunrise meditation and then have a little downtime in the middle of the day and then cathedral rock for an evening hike and meditation and i've got to tell you that is a really thursday is going to be a really powerful day and then we'll come back the hotel has this amazing patio and they have the pool and hot tub figured we could come back have dinner together on the patio and then do hot tub Friday, I'd like to take you on the most inspirational hike that I've done. It's a loop around uh, this vortex area. So, you know, one of the things that I got to tell you about Sedona that time of year that you're going to notice, and it was my point of where Sedona started to deal with me about resistance, is you're not going to a nice, quiet little tourist town where it's just laid back and chilled out. You're going to a place that is very popular. And I'm really glad that Sedona is so popular because it means that people are getting turned on to this stuff. People are interested. They're going there. They're traveling. They're exploring. But there are a lot of them. So that time of year, we'll be sharing it with a lot of other people. And what that means is parking is tight at these various spots where we want to go. Restaurants are full. I mean, it's just it traffic. So it puts a pressure on the infrastructure because there are just a lot of people. So when you go to these places and you do a sunrise meditation particularly, that's kind of the least number of people. And that's why I like doing the night hikes too. I like to strap on that headlamp and take off on the trails at night because there are no people out there. But I've come up with, a I do know a couple of places where you can get a, off the beaten path a little bit and kind of get away from the crowds. And that was the hike on Friday morning. It's kind of a long hike not an aggressive hike so there's not a lot of elevation change you're not going to be climbing a lot but it's just a great hike and then have some downtime in the afternoon and come back in the evening and go do some star viewing and this is where it really gets exciting because one of the first people i called is my friend leslie thornton up in albany new york and leslie 
found this podcast because of her interest in the subconscious mind and because of her professional work of what she was doing. She's a former nurse, now full-time coaching and hypnotherapist. She specializes really or favors weight loss, but totally comes at it from a reprogram your subconscious mind and you will lose weight perspective. So I asked Leslie if she would be interested in co-hosting this with me, and she gladly agreed. And one of the things that I thought would be absolutely perfect is to have Leslie lead a group hypnosis under the stars as the full moon was coming up over Sedona. Now, I don't know how much cooler it can get than that. So if you'd like some of that juice <laughs> of, of, a, of about 15 like-minded people, you got to see this place where we're going to go. It's uh, one of the kind of the popular places uh, for day hikes, but at night you can go down. It's not a far walk. So after we've done the long walk during the day, we're not going to turn around and do a long walk at night. It's like walking from the mall, basically from the parking lot into the mall. It's that kind of a walk, but it goes along this Creek and there's this perfect spot for all of us to lay there together on our backs as we're watching the sky. And it gives us almost like a circle opportunity. And Leslie can be right there in the middle of us, giving us this group hypnosis to elevate and reprogram our subconscious minds. I'll tell you, the energy from that is just in and of itself is going to be incredible. And then on Saturday, we'll go to the Boynton Vortex. That's a bit of a hike. It's about a five to six mile round trip. So it takes about four or five hours. So that's most of Saturday morning. And then Saturday afternoon, we're going to rent some ATVs, you know, the Polaris, the four-wheel deals. And there's this trail where you can go up to some old Indian ruins. And it's a really fun little four-hour deal that we're going to do as kind of a side trip Saturday afternoon. And then we'll come back and hang out at the hotel on the patio and just enjoy each other's company for the last evening before we bid our farewells. That's a fast three days in Sedona, folks. And we will stop by the airport vortex as well. That's number four. That's the one that's closest in town. And we'll basically just catch that. It doesn't take a long time to go to airport. So we'll do that along the way so that you will get all four vortexes during this one trip. And then since you're already there, some of you will want to go up to the Grand Canyon and you can make arrangements to do that before or after. I would really encourage that. It's uh, it's about, a. I mean, you can do it in a day from Sedona if you base in Sedona, but we can work out the details on that just for you if you're interested in that. I can give you some ideas of what to do related to seeing the Grand Canyon. But it would be, I mean, if you got the time, it's not expensive to do it. So you might as well just loop up there and go see the Grand Canyon. It is something else. And there's more. <laughs> like, there, like if that's not enough, I really wanted to make this spectacular. I wanted to make this wow. And one of the things that came up for me from the coaching that I did with Fred Dodson was to be working on my presentness. Tolle would call it the power of now. It's being. So Fred picked up on that I'm kind of on the go a little more than I need to be, and I need to be more calm and present and just here now. One of my good friends in Dallas-Fort Worth is Daniel Danovi. He's been on a podcast with me before. Daniel and I met at Landmark, and immediately I recognized him. Before I knew what I was looking for, his aura, his presence emanates that this is the most grounded, 
rooted, immovable, present person I've ever been around. Daniel has trained himself since he was a teenager toward this. He's been involved in hypnosis, NLP, firewalking, walking over glass. Not only has he trained himself, but he's trained many others in this conscious, present awareness. I really don't feel like I'm doing it justice in describing it. You just would have to be with Daniel a little bit to understand how fixed and present he really is. Like I said, I've never seen anything like it, and all the people I've been around, he definitely takes the cake. So I asked Daniel and his girlfriend Kimberly if they would be interested in joining us, and I wanted Daniel to lead us when we're at these vortexes. I wanted Daniel to lead us in a theme of being present. So not only is that kind of my top focus for 2016, but it was a gift that I wanted to give to you was to have this combination of being in these areas. And look, this is not a workshop. This is not about class and teaching and lecturing and all that. No, this is about being outside in the energy of Sedona and absorbing these moments and then having this super powerful combination of Daniel with his presence and what he brings to the table, Leslie with her life-changing. I mean, Leslie's been up to some amazing stuff, and she's changing lives left and right. So when you put that combination together and go to these highest energy center concentration places on the planet, oh my gosh. I mean, I've got chills just thinking about that. So we've got it all in place. We have the hotel. We have the dates cleared. We have Daniel and Leslie on board. So all we need now is you. Got about 10 or 12 spots for this is all. We're going to cap this and make it a small group so that we can, A, move around the infrastructure of Sedona, and B, that we can really grow this personal intimacy between us have a lot of fun together, but really get to know each other and experience the the fullness of these three days together. So if you are interested, how could you not be? If you're interested and available on those dates, then email me at thomas at subconsciousmindmastery.com or go to the comment box on the website at subconsciousmindmastery.com And let me know that you're interested so that we can start communicating about travel, motel, etc. And also so I can get an idea of how many of you are really in. I floated this out last fall and several of you, enough of you responded that you were interested. You know, keep me posted, right? Well, here we go. Here are the dates. Now, here's the other thing. I've already heard back from that initial group. And for some, as would be expected, those dates don't work. I can be flexible with the dates. Now, I've got to go back and talk to the hotel and Leslie and Daniel, and we've got to kind of restart from scratch. But if a majority of you would rather have other dates, then that's possible. We could do that. And I can try to work out just kind of a consensus because this is your trip. This is I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this so that we can be together. I'm doing this so that we can experience the uh, just the power of what would take place over these three days. And I want it to work for you. What I do need from you is a quick response. So burn it up. As you're hearing this, if you're in, let me know. If those dates don't work for you, let me know what would. And we'll try to, you know, if we have to swing it around, we will. 
But what I've got now is the full moon, April 20th through the 24th, 2016. I'm going to put a couple of videos up over the next couple of weeks just to remind you of this and to show you some scenes around Sedona where we're going to be going. But hit me as quickly as you can, thomas at subconsciousmindmastery.com. If you have any trouble with that or just want to you know, do a backup, you can go to the comment box and let me know. One thing I can assure you, having all of us been on this journey together of listening to these podcasts, that what I can guarantee is the energy and the intentions of the trip combined with the energy of the geography of Sedona, of where we're going to be, is something that will definitely increase your energy level and your presence and your awareness and your consciousness. It's like I said before, when you enter into this kind of space and this kind of energy with these kinds of intentions, you're going to draw good things toward you. So we have a seat for you. Just let me know your name so we can put it on it. I'll tell you, it's going to be an incredible experience. All right, that's it for this one. Let me know what you think about the videos on the website and what your intentions are about Sedona. Thanks for listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast number 86. I'm Thomas Miller. I'll see you in Sedona. Enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.